Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show on the Believe Podcast Network. I am your host, Tracy Sandler, and I am very excited today to be joined by the incomparable, the amazing, we're really good at intros here, Eric, with the incomparable, the amazing, the funny, Keep the going. talented, uh, <laughs> Eric Branch of the San Francisco Chronicle, my colleague, my friend, and really one of my favorite people to work with. Eric, welcome to the show. Wow. <laughs> An honor to be making my debut here. And uh, yeah, I'm going to watch this just for the intro Rewatch this or what however you would go about this just, just to experience that again thanks very much a warm you're very welcome. welcome i think that's why so many people are willing to come on the show because they listen and they're like oh these intros are amazing it's really <laughs> exactly really you up. i have a lot of repeat guests and i think that's why they're like i'm feeling down yeah. i'll come back on that show <laughs> All downhill from there, though. Yeah, all downhill from there. Uh, We are going to talk about a game that happened on Sunday. This will air on Tuesday or go live on Tuesday. Uh, The San Francisco 49ers losing in the NFC Championship game to the Los Angeles Rams. Going to the game, of course, the 49ers had won six straight against said Rams, including three weeks earlier to the day. But all good things must come to an end. I don't even know if that totally makes sense in this case, but I'm going to go with it. And the season is done for San Francisco, a team that was three and five at one point in the season and looked like they were going nowhere fast. So in my opinion, a successful season for San Francisco to to get to where they wanted to be and to be in that final four, if you look at it that way. But um, Eric, it, it was not to be on Sunday. No, and it was, well, I guess, A, no one was surprised that it came came down to the end. I, I don't want to bore you with like, Stats and figures, but I think oh, you're that was not, like you're the not seventh boring me. Time. I live for stats and figures. All right, <laughs> seventh time in the last nine games that it was decided, like in the final minute or, or overtime. So you just knew, you know, that was going to be the case, even when they went up seventeen to seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, the thing is, it came down to Jimmy Garoppolo, um, mm-hmm. and. Um, you know, the Ram strategy was we are going to do everything we can to stop the run. We will not let Debo Samuel beat us. We will not let Elijah Mitchell beat us. If you try to bring Jeff Wilson in, we're not going to let him beat, beat us. Uh, and, uh, you know, we're going to put it in Garoppolo's hands. And um, it really wasn't all Garoppolo's fault. The last six plays were um, – just abysmal, mm-hmm. uh, but the pass protection was abysmal. Yes, it was. A lot of things were abysmal, and some of Garoppolo's throws were abysmal too. There was so abysmal was the kind of the theme of <laughs> the end of that game. There, the, the, the San Francisco abysmals is what you're telling me. <laughs> yes, an abysmal finish. It was an abysmal finish, and they, you know, there were a lot of tough uh, moments. There was Jaquaski Tart. And that what looked like an easy interception to his credit, he really, you know, came out and took responsibility for that. It was not his fault. They lost. There were a lot of things, you know, that went wrong there. Uh, but you point to the last six plays, which at the end of the day is what everybody will remember. Cause those were the last six plays of the game and they just couldn't get it done. And the pass protection was ab- abysmal. You had, a, and obviously he played as he well as he always does but Trent Williams is hurt Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt there are a lot of people on this team that are hurt it's football you know it's kind of interesting to think in this first 17 game season with three 
with all these road, I mean, I was going to say three and a playoff road games, but it ended up being their last four games were on the road, even if a couple of them weren't very far flights. Um, and that does take its toll. The defense was exhausted. Uh, they were on the field for an exorbitant, I'm going to use that word, amount of time in the first half. That's better than abysmal. <laughs> I mean, I think I think it was probably also considered an abysmal amount of time. And even <laughs> Nick Bosa said after his legs felt it, and his legs were like tree trunks. <laughs> like if his legs felt it, you <laughs> could just really only imagine um, how rough that, that could have been. So, you know, it all, it was a perfect storm for them to lose. And the other side of it is that the Rams have built a superstar team and their superstars for the most part played like superstars. Got the job done. Yeah, I, I was thinking there were when they, so just before they went up 17 to 7, there were a, a couple of plays. And um, one, uh, I guess the first play was on that touchdown drive that ended with George Kittle's mm -hmm. catch. Uh, Debo Samuel ran through their poor uh, middle linebacker, Troy Reader. Mm -hmm. I think right, I've right got his him. name right. Oh, my gosh. And then it was maybe two plays later, there was third and 10, and Jawan Jennings mm -hmm. you know, caught the ball like two yards short of a first down, and poor Troy Reader uh, just got dragged. For <laughs> he had a bit of a rough day. Yards. I mean, he's going to the Super Bowl, but he had a bit of a rough, <laughs> a rough <laughs> series there. And I was thinking at that point, even though I just said, yeah, you know, we all knew it was going to come down to the very end. But in that moment, I was just like, you know, Shanahan and the Niners have done it again. And they, what they've done um, so well against the Rams is, you know, they do have this superstar team. But when you have a superstar team, you know, you kind of have to uh, go bargain bargain bin at some positions mm -hmm. and God bless him. But Troy reader is a bargain bin linebacker. And so the Niners have been excellent about targeting those guys and um, relentlessly. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, passes over the middle that's been Garoppolo's specialty against the Rams. And I was just thinking, man, you know, they've done it again. They've exposed, you know, the, where the weaknesses are. They've just done a, a brilliant job of finding the Troy readers of the world mm -hmm. and, um, and, and they're going to win. And it's just, it's it funny how not funny, but um, you mentioned the superstars, you know, they're just, you, you can't, you know, as, as successful as they've been, you know, for, for those six straight wins, you know, sometimes you just can't keep all that talent down. Right. And so the fourth quarter was about, you know, all those guys, you know, Matthew Stafford, and Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham, and then really, if you think about it, um, you know, for those of us that watch this for a living, you know, how many times can you remember one of the greatest players? You know, not to get too carried away, but in NFL history, Aaron Donald making a massive play against the 49ers. Like they've done brilliantly, mm -hmm. uh, just a brilliant job of you know handling him, but. You know, it was kind of fitting for this superstar team to finish off the Niners with Aaron Donald. Uh, who did he push aside? Probably Daniel. I think it was Daniel Brunskill. I think Apologies it was Daniel if it Parker. wasn't Daniel Brunskill. Um, I'm pretty sure it was Daniel Brunskill, but yeah. we will send an apology and, and out Brunskill, if wrong. <laughs> 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 Exactly. And so for the, it was fitting, you know, for uh, the collection of superstars for Aaron Donald, you know, to kind of finish off the Niners by pressuring Garoppolo, making him do a, a horrendous, you know, 
backhanded flip towards Jermichael Hasty, and um, <laughs> so yeah, you just couldn't, you know, as well as they did, you know, you know, finding those lesser lights. Uh, mm-hmm. The big stars uh, came out in the fourth quarter, and the Niners, you know, didn't have any answer. And on the broadcast, they showed Aaron Donald rallying the defense together, and I guess he said to them like we are going to win this game. I think Harold Donald had had it. <laughs> like this team keeps making me look bargain bin and that is not who I am. And you guys are coming with me, but it is, it is very fitting. And then, you know, they added Von Miller in, which brought something else to their defense. So then all of a sudden you maybe can't h- handle Aaron Donald the same way. Um, when you also have Von Miller there in the first Monday night game, Von Miller had been, I think he'd, signed with the Rams about 15 minutes before the game started. And in the game a few weeks ago, he was a factor, but they were able to, you know, keep both of them down, but they couldn't do it three weeks later. Yeah. And, and you know, I, I'm sure Trent Williams was on one leg. Um, yes. At, at best. Uh, you know, I think it was after the first, um, the first play he was hobbling around like, you know, um, hopping on, on one leg because his ankle hurt. And it was like, that that's not a good sign. Um, yeah. I don't know exactly, you know, how that affected uh, the Niners. They did, you know, on a very key play, decided to bring Trent Williams in motion. So, um, you know, maybe he was, you know, he obviously wasn't 100% of Trent Williams. Um, but when you look at the rushing stats, they, they've, you know, throughout their win streak against the Rams, they haven't always dominated against, uh, you know, on the ground, but they've had a semblance of a, a run game enough to mm-hmm. keep the, you know, play action, um, you know, effective. And, um, you know, but it was 50 yards on 20 carries. Tracy, that's not, that's not very good. It's, and, it's not um, 50 you know, yards on 20 that, carries. No. <laughs> and it was funny. So I was, uh, for those, for those who don't know, I couldn't go to the game. Um, like why, why does she have a guest on that didn't even attend the game? Um, but I tested positive, And so I was on the couch. Um, and so it was interesting in, you know, with six minutes to go, uh, it was 17, 17 and the Niners had the ball at their 25 yard line. And it was like, mm-hmm. okay, you know, it's time. And, and Joe Buck said on the broadcast, you know, this is what, you know, guys dream about all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, instead of kind of taking the bait and saying, oh, yeah, you know, here comes Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Troy Aikman said, you know, with the Rams run defense, I'm kind of afraid it's going to, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to do this. <laughs> it wasn't a, a ringing endorsement. <laughs> and it turned into a bit of foreshadowing uh, because, you know, they really couldn't go to the run game. I mean, they had six minutes right there and they had an opportunity, you know, to do kind of a mini version of the soul crushing drive. They sprung on the Rams. It was the first drive mm-hmm. against the Rams this season, that 18 play 93 yard behemoth. How's that? Mm-hmm. Behemoth. Uh, and, um, you know, but the, without the threat of a run game, you know, that wasn't really uh, possible. And it was like, okay, let's drop back with one-legged Trent Williams, <laughs> Tom Compton, <laughs> you know, those are the those are the bookends of an offensive line against Von Miller and Leonard Floyd. And you mentioned, like, maniacal 
Aaron Donald. And maniacal. At that point, he was, I think he was maniacal. I think he, he'd like had it. Right. I mean, that's not an X's and O's thing, right. but that is, because you, I watched it because I watched, you know, the the replay of him getting that defense together. And it, it really looked like he was like, this is not happening again. I will kill you if we lose to them again. Like it really looked like he was, he was like, this is not happening again. We are going to do this. And of course, emotion doesn't win games, but if there's ever a sport where emotion comes into play, it is football and emotion plus elite talent and maybe the best defensive player to ever play, then, you know, then it does. Um, and I think obviously we, yeah, we and saw I'm that sure he, 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 you know, I mean, I don't think, you know, it was the NFC championship game. I think Aaron Donald had enough motivation, you know, uh, to go to the Super Bowl. but well, I would hope, you know, I'm sure he, he'd read about how Daniel Brunskill had, had done a, a, a pretty decent job against him. In, mm-hmm. in the past, I think Brunskill's obviously had some some help, um, and then there was the whole Debo interplay mm-hmm. uh, when you know Brun, uh, Brunskill uh, Donald had said you know Debo who didn't know who he was, and and so you know that's been thrown back in his face. So um, Aaron Donald's pretty good, regardless. But then you throw in you know the rivalry, a little mm-hmm. trash talking, Super Bowl on the line, and. Uh, <laughs> it was finally the Aaron Donald was actually finally unleashed against the 49ers. It had been a while though. It had been. I mean, uh, to the 49ers credit, yeah. they've done they've done a very good job of containing Aaron Donald in their recent matchups. And that is a big reason they've been able to win those six in a row. But um, as you mentioned, of course, not this time. And you mentioned those last six plays, and that of course brings us to the Jimmy Garoppolo of it all. Uh it was an injured Jimmy Garoppolo, so I will say that a Jimmy Garoppolo who's probably, I guess, was reported on Monday is going to be having offseason surgery. His teammates have said a lot of quarterbacks, you know, would have shut it down at that point. So, you know, the 49ers were literally on their last legs, I think is probably a fair thing to say in the game. Uh, but you going back to what Troy Aikman said, and it's interesting that he said it because three weeks earlier, Jimmy Garoppolo did essentially win the game and marched him down the field, but hadn't been playing great the last few weeks. And it probably the thumb and the shoulder, you know, factor into that. Uh, but that's also part of the reason, of course, they made the trade to get Trey Lance, to get Trey Lance. Uh, I don't think you can say that the game is his fault, but no, at the end, he wasn't able to deliver. Um, and, probably through his last pass as a 49er. And it's going to be kind of interesting to see um, just switching gears a little bit as we saw the players after the game, as we saw on all the exit interviews on the Monday Zooms, there's a lot of emotion around that for a lot of players. And they do love him. And it will be interesting to see how they transition to Trey Lance and how he takes on that role. It it is interesting. Um, I mean, just a unique situation, I guess, to begin with, to have this kind of lame duck quarterback. And I think he was obviously very well respected before uh, this season. But uh, the admiration kind of grew just because, I mean, it was a weird situation. I mean, Mm -hmm. he was, I mean, for a professional athlete, he was disrespected. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, basically, you know, Jimmy, we, we, really want to get rid of you, but could you just hang in for one more year? Because the guy is like 20 years old and played at North Dakota state. And, um, you know, it's just, <laughs> we just need you for another year. Um, that's tough. I mean, for a professional athlete, that that's not an easy, easy thing to do. Um, 
But I think on the flip side, you know, what was Jimmy Garoppolo going to do? I mean, mm-hmm. for his future in the NFL, it behooves him to handle it like a pro mm-hmm. and to play as well as he possibly can and to make sure he doesn't lose his job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if he comes out and just kind of half-ass it and gets benched in week five uh, and they, you know, some team says, I'll give you a six-round pick and they want Jimmy Garoppolo to carry a clipboard in Pittsburgh – I mean, that's not good for him. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I do think we have to get, you know, kind of temper our, you know, oh, my gosh, how we handle the situation. I, I mean, I think publicly the way he dealt with the media and, and certainly the – I mean, I don't mean to diminish any of it. Um, you know, what Trey Lance said today, you know, was a, was seemed like a real genuine love fest, you know, saying he's mm-hmm. going to be one of my best friends for life. And mm-hmm. um and I, you know, just as a person, I mean, as much as we can know these guys, you know, I respect uh, Garoppolo and, and, you know, think it has, you know, high character and all those things. But, you know, I'm not sure how else he was supposed to handle the situation, at least as far as a, you know, from a performance, <laughs> performance wise, you know. I was like, he want you know, he's what, 30 years old. 30 is a fun age, fun, as we told Funny, did you let him and, know? It's a very, for those of you who, who don't absolutely. know this, there was a uh, media availability right after Jimmy's birthday when Eric told him that 30 was a really fun age. And so ever since, just been kind of curious to know how fun it's been, <laughs> if it really has been fun. <laughs> Sunday probably exactly. wasn't that fun, but, you know, the rest of it. <laughs> but, I mean, in theory, he could, you know, if he wants to, you know, Play, you know, quarterbacks now play until 40. It's not unusual. So he's, you know, got maybe more than half a NFL life ahead of him. So mm-hmm. um, he handled it well, but it was the way he, he really should have handled it if he wants to still be a starter next year. And, and I think, obviously, despite the way it ended Sunday, I think he did. I mean, you got to look at around the league. When you don't have a quarterback, I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo looks like, you know, Bart Starr and Johnny Unitas and Terry Bradshaw rolled into one. It's like, oh, my gosh, he actually, you know, doesn't, like, totally suck. And, and when you don't, you know, when, when you're in kind of that situation as a franchise, when you just don't have any sort of answer at that position, Jimmy Garoppolo looks really good. And I'll, I'm going to be very intrigued because part of me says, well, they won't get a first-round pick for Garoppolo. Um but I don't know uh, because so many times I don't, it, it's a little different. But you know, during the draft, like we're hearing right now, it's a bad, bad year for quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Like you're not going to get a franchise quarterback. There's just none available. And by the time late April rolls around, all the teams convince themselves, you know, whatever the guy is from Pittsburgh, Pickett is that his name? I think anyway, so. Yeah, <laughs> he'll be the number one pick. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and maybe it's a good pick, but it happens every year uh, just because that position is so important. And it's like, okay, well, maybe he can be the guy. Mm-hmm. The difference with the draft is, you know, you you really don't know because they haven't played in the NFL. And, and Garoppolo has a now an, an NFL resume, and you kind of have an idea of what he can and can't do. Mm-hmm. Um, but in every NFL city – like how many NFL you know cities just embrace their quarterback? You know, yeah. I, I think in Kansas City right now they're probably like, oh my gosh, 
what the hell was Mahomes doing in the second half? And why did why wouldn't he throw the ball? Why did he kept scrambling, getting sacked? <laughs> you know, can we have Alex Smith back? Do you well, that's, that's NFL uh, fandom for you. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, but Garoppolo, you know, I, I'm rambling a, a bit here. Um, but I think, you know, our last impression is like, oh, geez, same mm-hmm. old Jimmy. Um, but really, up until, you know, from a stretch, I think starting with the Bears game, what was that on Halloween? Mm-hmm. Up until really the the first half of the Cowboys game, he was largely, I mean, look, no one's going to be perfect. He was largely very, very, very good. He sprained his shoulder on the you know his mm-hmm. last pass of the first half of the Cowboys game, and I don't know, I can't tell. I'm not a doctor. Um, <laughs> what? But a sprained shoulder. <laughs> I, I, you told I, me I you were a doctor. Right. It's the only reason I had you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> To, ex- to explain the grade two high ankle sprain of Trent Williams. We'll get to that in a second. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, that is his throwing shoulder and uh, that, that couldn't have helped him. And I can't imagine it was a coincidence that in the second half of the Cowboy game, he was no bueno. Mm-hmm. Obviously the weather had something to do with Green Bay, but he wasn't, I mean, he was fine, but not great. And then I think we'd agree fine, but not great against the Rams. Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting in the, in the NFL, it was like, oh, his shoulder's not in the injury report. It you know, came out of the injury report last yeah. week. So I guess he doesn't have a sprained shoulder anymore. Mm. So we asked Garoppolo about that. He's like, eh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> so. And that's and, and that's yeah. I think what from the injury in the in the Titans game I think the 49ers ultimately made the decision obviously he couldn't play in the Texans game but I think from then on out they made the decision that because of where we are in the season because of the fact he's been here a while because it opens up the playbook and we can do more with him a 60 to 65 percent if that Jimmy Garoppolo is definitely going to be a hundred better than a hundred percent Trey Lance they knew you know they knew that I don't think that Putting, having Trey Lance start these last few games changes every, anything, and they probably don't get as far. And they, you know, decided to go with it as, as much as they could. And I think the injuries probably did have an effect. I don't think it's the only reason, um, but they probably did have an effect, just like one-legged Trent Williams on Sunday um, probably had an effect. And But that's football, and that's that's it. And it, it will be interesting to see over the next several years. I'm kind of going on a little bit, bit of a tangent here, but it's, it'll be interesting to see over these next several years and these 17 game seasons, kind of what happens to players at this point. You have 17 game season, only one team gets a bye week for this for the first round of the playoffs. And, you know, how does that take its toll on teams and players and kind of affect parity in the league going forward? I'm curious to see that. Again, not a doctor either, but be interesting. You yeah right. You did not receive that degree from Michigan. You did not attend medical. Well, I received school, a so. degree from Michigan. Don't take away my. Oh, no, I didn't. But not you're right. Not in Wait, medical. I'm shocked degree. you did. <laughs> <laughs> I just not a medical right, degree right? from Michigan. <laughs> but that that is definitely yeah. Fair, I, but. But, now to your point, I mean. Um, yeah, because I think part of it is like, well, it's just one more game, you know, big deal. Um, but I, I certainly think the Niners were among maybe four teams that had the earliest bye week. Mm-hmm. Was it week 
X week seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from mid, they played from mid October till late January w- without a week off. And, um, you know, it's funny after it happens after e- e- every season, like the next day, it was like, you know, I, I remember Weston Rich- Richburg after it was the 2018 season. Oh yeah. I played with a, a torn quadricep. Um, <laughs> It's like, huh, why wasn't that ever on the injury report? <laughs> Seems like a kind of a big deal. Maybe an injury. Yeah, possibly possibly an injury. Um and and so it was, you know, nothing to that extent, but you know, you find out all these things these guys uh, play through that we never hear about. Mm-hmm. Um and you know, they'll go, Yeah, you know, I had to deal with some bumps and bruises. Right. And uh it was like it's a torn quad. That was the bump uh, or, or bruise. But, you know, uh, Kittle you know, basically said he was – you didn't specify it, um, but, you know, he was not right, you know, all season long. And Elijah Mitchell, no one really talked about it. He'd missed a couple games late in the season with a knee injury. And I was like, well, he's back, so he, that means he's fine, right? And then Garoppolo said last night, you know, the way, you know, Elijah played through his knee injury um, – Debo Samuel, I was like, because I was going to, I was writing a story about Debo Samuel last, uh, last week. And I was like, well, let me, let me go through all the injuries, you know, mm-hmm. you know, that he's dealt with that been on the injury report. I was like, well, there's a groin injury and a shin um, and then nothing else. But all his teammates say, you know, it's, you know, a miracle every week. Uh, I'm exaggerating, mm-hmm. but, you know, everyone, you know, says, you know, what he does to, you know, all the punishment he t- has taken, you know, in the last half of the season with his dual role. It's just, you know, amazing how he's able to play every, every Sunday. And I was like, well, what are his injuries? We don't, we don't see it. So uh, anyway, I'm not sure you're really <laughs> answering your, if there was a question there, uh, other than to say, yes, it's brutal enough um, and we don't need to get into just how brutal as far as the long-term effects and everything. Um, so when you're adding just one more game, um, yeah, th- there's even more attrition. And I think just because of when the Niners buy was mm-hmm. and the fact that, you know, starting that when you start three and five, then every game is, is, you know, kind of a, a playoff game. It is. You know, I don't, can't quantify it. It's like, oh, does that mean they try harder or something? I, I don't know, but they just – it is more intense, um, and I think there is something to it. So this was a team – I mean, you know, the thing is, you know, I agree, they were kind of limping to the finish, but if Joukowsky Tart – sorry, you know, pick on him, but if he catches that ball, there's a really good pick, chance – No pun intended. You don't want to pick on him? <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> and you know, we're not talking about them really limping to the finish. We're talking about No, then they're know, going to the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, we're talking to go to the Super Bowl and you know, they're probably favored against the Bengals. I don't know. It'll probably Well, and, close, and the but, thing with that um, that's interesting is that that probably is true, but there were still, I think, nine minutes and fifty-five seconds left in the game. Uh so right. he could have caught that. Maybe they get decent field position. Maybe they kick a field goal. Maybe they don't. Maybe they get a touchdown. Um, but of course they kick a field goal. Then they're up by six points. That changes the game. Um, but you know, there are a few moments like that, that we can point to. That's of course the biggest one because it 
looked like such an easy interception. Obviously, when you go back and look at it, this is not the case. But in real time, it felt like perhaps Joukowsky Tart was the intended receiver. Um, he, I mean, yeah. and when you go back and look at it, he's not, but it does, you know, kind of look like that. Um, and that was a that's a huge moment, and that's a that's a huge miss. And he uh, he he admitted that, and that's but that's that's rough. And of course, that is a game changer. And you kind of it's interesting with the Super Bowl when you go back. Um, and there was a blown coverage, you know, towards the end of the game that got the Chiefs going. Of course, it's Patrick Mahomes, so he was going to remember he was Patrick Mahomes. Well, that Patrick Mahomes, not the Sunday Patrick Mahomes we just saw, but that Patrick <laughs> right. Mahomes was at a certain point going to remember that he was Patrick Mahomes, but you had a blown coverage that led to a touchdown, and then all of a sudden Jimmy Garoppolo does have to bring them back, and you want your quarterback to be able to do that, but I just think it shows how many factors and things happen in a football game that then lead to other factors and things that affect the football game, if that made sense. Yeah, I hate the word narrative, but I, some, some for some reason I end up, say narrative, I need to find the synonym to narrative, but um, it just like, you just think about um, because right now Shanahan is a bozo because he didn't go for it on fourth and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they punted um, and Matt Stafford is clutch. And uh, you know, obviously the Rams are dead right for uh, trading for him. But if you think about, um, you know, if so the, the first play, after the Niners were punted, not were punted, punted and <laughs> Shanahan was too conservative. That was Matt Stafford's, you know, punt pass to, to Jacoby Tart, mm-hmm. which by the way, looked amazingly similar to the punt pass he threw to Jimmy Ward like yes. on the first drive of their loss in November. Yes. I was like, what are you doing, dude? Um, I mean, just horrendous. Uh, so anyway, if, if that happens, then it's kind of like, okay, well, Shanahan, uh, say, say, look, in, in this world, Jaquaski Dart catches the ball mm-hmm. and the Niners win. And then it's like, well, Shanahan didn't panic, you know? Mm-hmm. He punted away, he, you know, he knew defense would, would take care of it. Meanwhile, who was panicking? Sean McVay was, was a mess. mess. He, he was, was a mess. <laughs> he was challenged. I mean, he looked, I was like, there's got to be flop sweat there. Just let, let's see it. Um, but he, I mean, what well, he is just so like, um, like a bundle of nerves anyway. He talks a mile a minute, so you just kind of feel it from him. But mm-hmm. anyway, and I know, like, I, I, I'm messing around. I know he's a really good coach. He's going to the Super Bowl for the second time. But his challenges were, were brutal, and they reeked of a guy who was desperate. They it and, was and after so that, that second challenge, they had no timeouts left with ten minutes and one second to go in the game. Like it's just like that was yeah. like what are you doing? I mean, it, it was fine, but what are you doing? Like, yeah, Yushik's elbow was down for you know sixty-seven seconds, and then the ball came out. Like, mm-hmm. why are you challenging <laughs> that? Yeah. Um, so the narrative would have been Kyle. It was calm and played it cool. Uh, and, and McVeigh was rattled, and of course, it's because you know Shanahan remained in McVeigh's head. Mm-hmm. And then we would have had Stafford still has this kind of faint odor of lions on him, mm-hmm. um, and it's just the whiff of Detroit is still there. And you know, gosh, how could you throw that pass? You know, with the season on the line, what were you thinking? Um, so it's just funny how. 
the narrative again. Don't have another word for it. Um, the story j- just changes. You can say the story. The story yeah, changes. The story. Yeah, there we go. The, the story changes. Well, and it's, that's, 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 <laughs> I mean, I don't know. That's I'm going to go with story the just story. because right that's now. A, well, that's such a hard synonym. I, I wasn't aware of that word. Okay. <laughs> You look it up. It's not commonly used, but you know, I'm just bringing it back to get it trending hashtag story. (laughs) But, but you make a really good point because it is like one play play changes everything. Like, you you know, it's like, and that's why I always think also with coaches. And of course, a lot of it is on coaches, but a lot of it is on players. Like Joukowsky Tark catches the reason he punted whether I agree with it or not is because he trusted his defense and he trusts his defense to hold them. Yeah. He trusts his defense to make plays. His defense had an opportunity to make play a play and he dropped it. The next play, Jimmy Ward makes a kind of a bonehead play that now causes a penalty. Like there's a lot of things that happen and they make decisions and they have to make them quickly. And there's a reason that goes into it. And, you know, he doesn't suck because of, because he punted on fourth and two, whether or not I agree with it. Um, there are just a lot of factors that go into a game. That's something I've learned in my time covering football teams. A lot of factors. Yeah. There are shades of gray here, uh, Tracy. Yes. You know what? In fact, there might be 50 of them. Probably more. There's (laughs) there's many a shade of gray when it comes to coaching a football team. (laughs) But yeah, Shanahan will be interesting. We'll talk to him uh, tomorrow. And I mean – absolutely brutal uh, you know and he's gonna you know he has his hand in it and you know mm-hmm. oh he for sure does uh, and and so but you just think about you know the super bowl losing a 28 to 3 lead the super bowl losing a 10 point fourth quarter lead nfc championship game 10 lose, point becoming the first team to lose a 10 point fourth quarter lead in conference championship game history i mean that that is quite a trio and um you know is like well is it his fault uh well you know he was the offense coordinator head, head coach uh for all of them but and um you know, he you certainly wonder, has a hand in it like you said it may not be his fault just like it's not may not be jimmy garoppolo's fault they lost but those last six plays is to bring it back to what was in the beginning were abysmal uh so it certainly didn't help it and shanahan does have a hand in it. You can't, and that's part of being a head coach. That's part of why you get the job and you, you get the criticism and you have to make those decisions, but he certainly has a hand, hand in it. Do I think Shanna can't, Shanna can't, <laughs> just go Shanna can't. That's by the way, yeah. <laughs> be his new. Shanna can't. Shanna can't. <laughs> right now he's Shanna can't, but when they win the Super Bowl, he right. is going to become Shanna can real quick. And so um, my go. Freudian slip market. nickname for head coach, but you know, right now, I think I don't necessarily believe like, oh, Kyle Shanahan can't win the big game, except right now he kind of Shanahan can't. And so, you know, we'll see. But that narrative can come up with Jim Harbaugh. And I, I do think there are other factors, but it's certainly they're part of it. That's definitely part of it. And it does kind of start with coaching, but the players do have to make the plays. Yeah, I, I think it's just kind of an interesting, like, psychological thing. I mean, not that we're going to get probably have an opportunity to get into it with Shanahan. He'll bear his soul about it, but just to, to be that close. Um, and you know, this wasn't the Super Bowl, but you could see the path to a Super Bowl title, uh, you know, if they mm-hmm. win, obviously. Um, and 
for you know three straight times to have it in your grasp and, and to lose it um, in all you know varying ways of tor- torturous ways. Um, I mean, I don't expect him to go, you know, get in a fetal position and not be able to function during the off season. Um, but that that's kind of where it does have to wear on you. Um, oh, absolutely. And, and maybe it's, yeah. I mean, he does. If you look at a picture of him in 2007, if you look at him now, I mean, he's like a, a you know, this ages you like a president. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, by training camp next year, he might be fully gray and, and everything. Um, but um, yeah, and I think you know back to it's kind of an easy story. Oh, it's Shanahan chokes it, you know in these games or Shanahan. I mean, I don't, I really don't think that's the case. I mean, I think you go, you know, look at each game and say, well, you should have done that. Oh, you should have done that. And you should have done that. Um, but I don't think it's like, oh, he he's a choker, and all of a sudden he he can't call plays in the in the fourth quarter of these games. Um, I think so. And I think the other side of that, and this is definitely me being little miss positivity. So I'm just going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to shan a can this, Um, but I think the other other side of that is, you know, it's not so easy to get to the Super Bowl and NFC championship games. And so, and then once you get there, the other coach gets paid too. The other players get paid too. And these are tough games to win. And there's a reason there's only one out of 32 at the end of the season that wins it. So if out of three of two of the last three years, you're in the final four, um, that's not so bad. And I know fans don't want to hear that. And I know that's probably people will yell at me and say mean things to me on Twitter for saying it. But, you know, I think there is something to be said for that too. Of course, the goal is to win it all, but there were 28 teams that didn't get that far. When he was the offensive coordinator of the Falcons, there were 30 teams that didn't get that far. And a couple of years ago, there were 30 teams that didn't get that far. So there's that side of it too. So I think you could also look at it. That's that's I said, that's the Shanahan side, not the Shanahan side. Yeah, I don't recall Jim Tom Sula, you know, <laughs> screwing things up in an NFC championship game. No, there's, there is a reason for that. No, he sure did not. So Jim Tom Sula definitely has that. But you're right. Chip Kelly also did not screw things up in an NFC Championship game or a Super Bowl. No, nor a Super Bowl. Uh -uh. Nor a Super Bowl. Nope. I remember there two and 13. He made some really questionable calls in that game against the Jets. Um, Oh, yeah. But, yeah, yeah, but no. So to your point, yes. I mean – you know, I think fans forget forget some of the not so distant, very very dark days. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are in a good place, you know, with their leadership, with their coaching staff, with their front office, and um, but they can't prevent you know brutal postseason losses. Um, obviously, for the second time in in three years, they cannot. Well, and it'll be. I am kind of curious to see what what 49er fans are going to do next year when they can't blame everything on Jimmy Garoppolo. They'll probably find a way. If it wasn't for Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey would have been more ready. I'm sure they'll find a way. He's best friends with Trey Lance. Do you understand what that could do? Yeah. That friendship with Trey Lance. Oh, this is because they're besties. (laughs) That's right. 
<laughs> that explains his poor decision making. Jimmy told him to throw throw to that throw to the sideline. Troy is um, in a good position. He probably gets one season of being able to make a variety of poor decisions before Twitter really jumps on him. <laughs> he gets like because for the first year it won't be his fault. Shanahan should have played him more. It'll be it'll be everybody else's fault. And then and I think I actually think yeah. Trey has a very high ceiling and will be a very good quarterback. So I'm not saying that at all. Um, and I like Trey and certainly would like him to su- succeed. But I think he gets one year of making bad decisions in games where it's just not his fault at all. And I I think that will be a benefit for him. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I, I think there'll be an element of, you know, if they just started him, you know, last year, then we wouldn't have to be going through this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Though yeah, I, I do think he's going to perform well. I think we saw such a big jump from that first to second start. And if he has a, an entire offseason, you know, presumably as the starter uh, and training camp and all the things, I actually think he will play well. Um, but, you know, time will tell on that branch. Time will tell. Um, in the meantime... It was kind of a crazy, wild season, but it was a fun season to cover. Yeah, it, it was. It, it, I mean, I've been doing this since 2010. I think it was one of the more mem- memorable seasons just mm-hmm. with the uh, twists and turns. And as we discuss, uh, you know, just a string of crazy endings. And um, yeah, it was more memorable. Well, I was going to say it was more memorable than Jim Tom Sula's season, but I don't know. Jim Tom Sula's season, I mean, there was a question about, did he fart during a press conference? I mean, so that had its own moments, but um, yeah, this was different. different kind of memories. <laughs> different, different memories for sure. That was my, <laughs> yes. I had started exactly. my blog that season, but I didn't start coming as like a media member and that was credential to 2016 was my first season. So I remember the Jim Tom Sula year vividly came in for that Chip Kelly year. And there was so much, I just remember that Chip Kelly year, there was so much hope, so much excitement. And then they, they won that first game. And then I think it, they won the first game, right? And then it just all went downhill from there until they won the last game. Am I right? Am I remembering that right? I mean, they won two games. Yeah, I think they had a I think they were both against the Rams, actually. Yeah, you're right. They had a little... A little problem in the middle of the season. I think it was called a 13-game losing streak, something like that. <laughs> so it's a, it's like um, a minor yeah. little. Wasn't great. It was like a blip. But if you take that out of it, very successful season for San Francisco. <laughs> you could just erase those 13 games. Oh, yeah. 2-0. Oh. Great. <laughs> That's amazing. Well, Branch, I've yeah, loved having uh, you on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, well, I hey, think. Uh, thanks so much for having me. I, I really appreciate it. Uh, thank you for it coming on. A, this was a lot of a fun. Delight. It began wonderfully. Um, it did, and I'm gonna I'm gonna end it wonderfully too with the following and say if you guys like what you heard and I know you did because Eric Branch is funny and smart and talented, incomparable and amazing. Please leave us a five star review <laughs> and make sure to follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. How was that? Was that better than the? intro i think so finishing (laughs) with a flourish thanks so much absolutely appreciate you tracy you do great work thank you thank you eric you do fantastic work and i just love working with you so uh i'll see you on the zooms and i'll talk to everybody later bye all
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.